I seen the hate and I see the fame. You said I'm building for my projects. I seen the lane and I master it. You fascinated by my projects. Just like Dizzy Wright said, we are solo dolo coming at you with another solo episode. Unfortunately, due to COVID in the house. So my wife got COVID. So we have to be careful. Just making sure we keep everybody safe with the. Uh, with the exposure of COVID, of course, so my, my co-host Azo will be out of this episode, but that's will be the second straight episode be solo for different reasons. But, you know, shit happens, guys, is the way life is. And unfortunately, last time there was a different there was a different reason. Um, so hopefully Azo is doing all right and his family's doing all right. And uh, unfortunately, this time's for a different reason as well. Um, this is COVID reasons, but. Anyways, I thought I'd hop on here, just let you guys know, stories are coming along very, very well. We got about three in a chamber already, one in the chamber, two in the magazine, better said if we're being correct about it, but we got a good, we got a good, uh, good, good shit going. Like I said, these are all going to be short stories and they're going to be uh, a lot of, a lot of writing in them. So I don't know, like I said last time, you know, I don't want to repeat, but I feel like a lot of the creepy pastas that I've heard all over YouTube are these dudes trying extremely hard to be scary and all this other shit. But, you know, for me, it's going to be more like storytelling with a little horrific edge, uh, better yet. But yeah, man, it's been pretty eventful. We just had an earthquake here recently. Um, it when was it? I think it was yesterday. I want to say, was it yesterday? Yeah, I think it was out in Parkfield, but man, it was crazy. It was, uh, I had uh, I was looking through the PlayStation Store because I just got a PS5, which is pretty cool. Because I had a PlayStation 4, I never thought I'd upgrade, but I just I didn't see the reason for it. You know, I just don't game and shit. I don't really play video games as much as I used to, or as much as I'd like to. Because I'm sure there's a lot of badass games, but I've been so out of the gaming scene, other than you know the the regular fucking games that everybody plays, um, like Call of Duty and all that shit, so, I've been pretty much out of the loop for quite some time, but, um, like I said, I only play, like, Fortnite sometimes with my kids, or I'll play Call of Duty, um, Dead by Daylight, but all those shits were usually, are fun, you know, but I I don't know, like, I would love to find a game that I could really get into, but I haven't yet, so, but yeah, I got a P, I got a PS5, and I was able to kind of upgrade on that, which is pretty cool, but, yeah, it's kind of worth it, dude. Like the frames per second, you could just see a huge difference in what you're watching. It's really interesting. Like it's these fucking gaming consoles, dude. They're they're top of the line shit. It's amazing how fast they've we've progressed and shit, but it's it's a lot faster, dude. Like the PS4 was just it's still going strong, you know. I gave it to my son and it's it still works and everything, so pretty interesting how how these consoles have come along over the years, but because I remember playing like FIFA, like Madden 2005, you know, uh, the FIFA World Cup 98, 1998, and damn, dude, like they've come such a long way, so it's really interesting to see how the gaming, like sometimes it's like, it's almost like too real, like I, I did end up buying the Spider-Man uh, remastered version, the PS5, I think it's the Ultimate Spider-Man, and they just remastered it on a PS5 version. It's pretty sick, dude. Honestly, like the controls are so fluid. Everything is so fluid on it. But honestly, it's fucking crazy how much these games have have, have come and progressed. And they're just getting better straight up. Sometimes it's almost like you don't even want to play. It's like too real. 
Because sometimes when you play video games, you want to disconnect and unplug and do something that's not real, you know, kind of disconnect from reality. But I don't know if anybody understands what I mean by that. But sometimes you play these games and it's just like they're so realistic that you don't even feel like you're playing a damn video game. But some people like that shit, you know, I guess that's why Sims it was so successful. You know, that's basically living somebody else's life because it's a little different than your life. But anyways trailing off in a tangent but yeah there was an earthquake uh yesterday or so it was pretty good it's pretty good it's like a 4.4 4.5 the epicenter was out in parkfield right underneath the san andreas fault so it was funny because i was sitting on the couch because i was exposed and i couldn't go to work and the funny thing about that is i thought my wife jumped on the couch being funny or something and i thought you know because our i had my back against our bedroom or whatever where our living room is And I just thought she was, like, fucking with me or something or, like, jumped on the couch to, like, jump on my back or some shit like that. And then I didn't see her. And then she starts saying from her from the room where she was laying down resting, there's an earthquake. There's an earthquake. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) It was interesting. Then I looked at the chandelier in our kitchen in the water and they were shaking and shit. So I was like, oh, damn, that's just crazy. It really was an earthquake. It's, It's interesting, man. It's just a little reminder in California that we're still alive. <laughs> you need that shit sometimes. But yeah, man, some really good shit coming up in terms of fights. Oh, man, it's going to be awesome. Honestly, um, we'll just go right off the bat. We got a UFC fight night coming up tomorrow between Vicente Luque and Rafael Dos Anjos, dude. I don't know, dude. RDA is just he's built different, bro. He's He's older, you know, but it's just amazing the longevity he's put out and he's still fighting and really hasn't taken a break. But honestly, I just think Vicente Luque's power is going to be way too much for RDA to handle. Um, but who knows? Who knows? We'll see what happens. But um, they got a fantastic co-main event. They got Cub Swanson versus Hakeem Dewadu. Oh, my God, dude. You won't want to fucking blink on that fight. That fight's going to be amazing. Um, I'm going Cub Swanson on that for straight out of favoritism, but Hakeem's dangerous, but I'm going Cub Swanson. Um, after that, before that, you have a light heavyweight between Khalil Roundtree and Chris Daukis. Chris Daukis is an interesting cat. You know, he, he definitely moves good and shit and he has fantastic boxing for how big he is. Um, he has been tagged before. He's known to wobble a little bit, but the kid can box, dude. The guy can box. And he moves well and stuff. He just, sometimes he has some hiccups. So I think that will be a big opening for Khalil Roundtree in order to connect some of his shots as he does carry a lot of power. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, but I'm going to give the, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say that's a pick em, So I'm not sure what that's going to end in. But the off, after before that, you have a fight of Pollyanna Viana versus Lasman Lucendo. Uh, I'm not too familiar with the gals. Uh, I'm going to probably give it to Lasman just because she looks like she probably fucked some shit up. But we'll see how that one plays. You got AJ Dobson versus Tefan Nichukwi. Uh, um, interesting fight. Mid- both middleweights, 6-2 six and two and 6-3. and three. Uh, I'm not too familiar, like I said, with those guys. So we'll see how that fight turns out. You have Josh Framd and Jamie Pickett. That fight's going to be good, too. I feel like that one's going to be stylistic. Um, Jamie Pickett, obviously, um, is a fighter that I know he's 13 and nine. Josh friend is 10 and four. So, um, it's going to be interesting. We'll see how that fight plays out. That is a pick them for me. 
Um, at the prelims, too, we have in the bantamweight, J.P. Byes versus Marcus McGee. You also have Terrence McKinney versus Mike Breeden. That fight's going to be good, too. McKinney, McKinney always uh, performs and gives you a good fight. I know he's had some tough losses recently, but you never know with Terrence McKinney. He's interesting. Um, you have Francis Marshall versus Isaac Dugarian. You have Josh Parisian versus Martin Boudet. So pretty pretty good, guys. It's not bad. You have Jacqueline Amaron versus Montserrat Reese. Damon Blackshear versus, jo- versus Jose Johnson. You have Juliana Miller and Luana Santos, who will be kicking off the card. So that's UFC. Um, that's set poised to be a pretty good card. It's free. UFC Fight Nights, well, they're not free as long as you have um, ESPN Plus. So that's that's pretty good. Um, but there's also boxing, dude. Like, you have a fantastic card. And I, I don't know about the, the undercards, but you have Emmanuel Navarrete versus Oscar Valdez, dude. And that shit, bro. You get two Mexicans, bro. Fuck, bro. It, it's easily an opportunity to get fight of the year. I mean, Emmanuel Navarrete fights hella good, bro, and so does Oscar Valdez. Oscar Valdez always comes forward. The dudes fought literally with a broken jaw, um, and they're going to be fighting over Navarrete's WBO Super Featherweight Championship. So it's going to be a good fight. They're fighting in Arizona and Glendale. Um, it's th- This fight had already been like they were supposed to fight, I think, in February or March. Sometime and they had canceled it. Um, I'm not sure why. I think Valdez like got some something happened to Valdez. Um, and Liam Wilson, uh, Liam Wilson fought some guy named Liam Wilson or some shit fought Navarrete. Um, but he was like fresher in the division, like newer. So it, it I don't know. Um, but it was close though. I mean that I don't even know who that Wilson character was, but um, but Navarrete pulled it off like in the tenth, I think, or ninth, some shit like that. But it's interesting. Navarrete's got a good fucking. Uh, he's got a fantastic record, dude. He's thirty-seven and one with thirty-one KOs. The dude has power, bro. And he he's also been a champion fucking before. At, what is it? Uh, I think he's a two-time champion. Like I want to say, like maybe like featherweights or bantamweight or super bantamweight. Um, but dude, he he's fucking good, bro. And his loss came hella early in his career. Is one thing you got to look at, too. But let's look at Oscar Valdez, too. Oscar Valdez is 31-1. and And don't forget that he lost to Shakur Stevenson. Um, And it was pretty pretty busy. You know, Shakur Stevenson's a different animal. But he's also got 23 KOs. And he clearly beat Adam Lopez in a unanimous decision. Um, But he got that fight with Navarrete again, so that's going to be good. Um, Oscar Valdez fucking is interesting. He's, he's had some titles too. Um, and he, he, he fucking, I don't know if you guys remember that, but he completely slept Miguel Burchell, which was interesting. Miguel Burchell didn't look like himself in that fight. Um, but when it was time to, 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 to defend it, he lost it to Shakur Stevenson, but that kid's a fucking, that kid's a different animal, dude. Like it, it's a different animal. Honestly, like, I don't know any of these fighters, but apparently there's a Lindolfo Delgado and a Jair Valtierra and super, super lightweight. Lindolfo Delgado is negative 1600. Jair Valtierra is a plus 9000. I don't even know who this Jair Valtierra guy is, but if he's any good, that would be a good idea to bet some money on that shit. Um, as a matter of fact, 
Let's look at Jair Valtierra because that is an insane odds difference. I mean, geez. But let's see who he's. Let's let's see this dude. Okay, he's been knocked out before. He's Mexican. He's got 16 wins, 8 KOs. That's half of the fights won by knockout, and he's lost before by KO. That's not very good for a Mexican. Um, he's young. He's 21 years old. Um, he's from Guanajuato, though. But, you know, there's a lot a uh, bed of boxers from Guanajuato, to be completely honest, as fucked up as that sounds. Um, but it's it's hard to say because... 16 and 2, half of the um, knockouts doesn't sound like he carries a lot of power. Um, and it's understandably so um, that the other dude, Lindolfo Delgado, would be that big of a fucking of a, of a favorite because he's 17 and 0. He's got 13 of his fights coming by way of knockout. I mean, he's 28 years old. It's interesting um, because the other, I mean, this dude don't have like a lot of big fights, you know? He doesn't have any fights that would stand out to be like, oh, wow, he's he's been in there with some fucking guys, you know? So, I don't know. Why wouldn't you drop some money on it? Jair Valtierra is younger and shit, but I don't know. There's it, a lot of things you got to look at. I mean, there was a no contest for for Jair Valtierra on February. He lost a unanimous decision to Raymond Murataya. Raymond Murataya is good though, bro. That 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 guy's not bad. You know, he's 18 wins, 15 knockouts, and, and and it was, you know, he he outlasted it. You know, he he got a unanimous decision when that kid's actually fucking KOing everybody. You know, Raymond Murataya's got 15 knockouts out of 18 fights. So I don't know. That would be a good little thing if you got the extra money to dump. I wouldn't say you're gonna win, but hey, you know, drop some cash on it. See what see see what that gets you. Not 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 a bad idea. What's the worst that can happen? You cash out on a plus nine thousand fucking odds. I would do it if I had the extra money, but I don't, so I'm not gonna do it. But pretty good fight cards, dude. Anthony Joshua is also fighting tomorrow, I believe. I think Robert Hellenius uh, stepped in since. Uh, since Dillian White tested positive, I believe. I think he was fighting Dillian White. Um, let me see. I'm pretty sure Anthony Joshua. I got something funny to add to that shit. I'll tell you right now. But so Anthony Joshua, I was going to fight. Yeah, it's Robert Hellenius. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, Robert Hellenius just got slept. Eight months ago by Deontay Wilder. So we'll see how that shit works. But um, it's so funny. Like, he's still talking about. He's still talking about. Uh, I don't know. I've, I Honestly, I feel like Andy Reese fucking did something to Anthony Joshua. It's got really fucked with his head. Straight the fuck up. But um, he hasn't been able to overcome that loss. And then as a result, he fucking like went hella crazy against Alexander Rusek. I don't know if you guys remember that when he fucking freaked the fuck out on stage. So it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I feel like here's what's interesting. So he lost the Dillian White as a fucking uh, as an opponent because I think he tested dirty or some shit. Um, they tested dirty. So they caught him. He tested dirty. Then he was left without a dancing partner. Wendy well, Rees has been working out something crazy and he's been losing weight and he posts on his social media 
you know, that he says, Eddie Hearns, give me another chance. I'm ready to go. The trilogy. I'm the first Mexican. Have you, you know, his fucking usual shtick. Um, <laughs> but the interesting thing is that he got no response from Anthony Joshua or Eddie Hearn. But it's like, why not? Like, it's interesting. Like, it, look, a lot of people say, oh, there's no reason for him to fight. Um, oh, shit. Give me a second. I'm yawning. <sighs> there's no reason for him to fight uh, Andy Reese. He beat him the second time. Yeah, but how did he beat him? Like, he beat him, like, running and fucking, you know, sticking and moving. And, you know, interestingly enough, a lot of people can say, like, oh, yeah, it wasn't. He wasn't running. He boxed his ears off. Nah, not really. He stuck to the outside, bounced around the perimeter, and fucking just jab and leads, jab and leads, kept him away from jab and leads. Every time Andy Reese would get him in close, as we've seen Andy Reese, Andy Reese loves and absolutely loves attacking on the inside when they're in clinches. I mean, that's how he knocked down uh, King Kong Ortiz. You could see Anthony Joshua's eyes light up like, oh, shit, get me out of here, you know, frantically. So it, it, it wasn't it wasn't something, in my opinion, that was fucking extremely convincing um, on the scorecards. It was like he legitimately beat him. I'm not debating that he didn't, but it wasn't in fantastic fashion. Like it wasn't something that. And if you want to look at it from that perspective, then they're one and one. I mean, if Anthony Joshua completely dismantled Andy Rees and fucking made him look ugly and just made him look stupid, no, Andy Rees couldn't. Andy Rees got tired. Andy Rees couldn't catch him. And, you know, it wasn't anything crazy, you know. I think the cut even happened by head, but I don't remember. But it wasn't anything crazy, crazily convincing. It wasn't a completely dismantle, dismantling of a boxer. So it wasn't that bad. It was just, I don't see like, why not? Like, I, I, I honestly know why, because he didn't, he doesn't want to have a risky fight. And I just feel like that Robert Hellenius was a complete cherry pick. You want to talk about cherry pick. And a lot of people like to talk shit about Canelo, but that is an ultimate cherry picking. Like, you pick the dude who just got slept, like completely slept by fucking Deontay Wilder. You know, that's his last fight was him getting slept. Um, I know Robert Hellenius has done great against Adam Konaki. Um, You know, those were his staple mark fights. But there are so much fights that he could have took. You know, he could have took Jaili Zhang. He could have took Jaili Zhang. He could have took Philip Hirgovich. He could have took... Andy Ruiz. I mean, there was a couple of other fights that he legitimately could have could have could have gone a different route. Um, I honestly, even Jarrell Big Baby Miller called him out. You know um, that he, that they, they have a built-in story too. Anthony Joshua could have started talking shit with the with the steroid stuff. He could have he he could have gotten him with that. So. I don't know. It's, it just seems like he just took Robert Hellenius because of the because of Deontay Wilder sleeping him. And let's be honest, man, like straight the fuck up. Anthony Joshua hits hard. I mean, his record proves it. His record proves that he hits really fucking hard. So that's not to be disputed, but it's just why wouldn't you want to to do better? You know, it's like you had you can avenge the loss with Andy Rees and it. I don't know. Maybe in his head, he's done with that shit. He doesn't want that fight. But, you know, Andy Rees is, is um, 
he needs to get active, man. I know, I know he's looking to fight Deontay Wilder and he's trying to do that, but you know, it's interestingly enough, I wouldn't even mind if he fought somebody else before, if he fought Deontay Wilder, like a tune up fight, he's just way too inactive, dude. You know, he needs to be more active, but you know, hopefully we'll see what happens, especially since Anthony Joshua said, no, um, I suspect that, 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 that Anthony Joshua will fucking sleep Robert Hellenius, but here's the weird thing. Anthony Joshua kind of lets his opponents get into the fights. It's really odd, and I think a lot of the fighters who fight um, Anthony Joshua, they get this this sense of they get this sense of like empowerment over him because he reacts to everything. If you guys have watched this dude's fight, when he gets hurt, he's not very good at, at poker facing. He's not very good of hiding that he's not hurt. It's really strange. I mean, that shit, bro, like in boxing, you you give your opponent an adrenaline rush. You give them extra power by doing that shit. Believe it or not, like you, you do that shit and it just hypes them up, bro. Like in boxing, sometimes it's a game of stamina, bro. And like you can get unfound stamina. But when you do that shit, it's a mind game, dude. You know, if you don't, you know, who was a fantastic way before my time. But, you know, my pops, he managed to get a lot of the DVDs. So um, he had like a DVD collection of all his fights was Salvador Sanchez. Um, Salvador Sanchez, in my opinion, was the king of poker face. Um, When he would get hit, bro, like from what I saw in those DVDs. Like I saw when he fought Azuma Nelson, I f- saw when he fought Wilfredo uh, Wilfredo Gomez or Wilfredo Benitez. No, it was Wilfredo Gomez. I'm pretty sure some Puerto Rican dude that was talking mad shit, bro. Like he was so he would get clipped sometimes, of course, but no reaction, no reaction, poker face the whole time, getting hit with big shots and just not showing any, not showing any pain. Not showing any let any let up, nothing like that. And that kind of shit is what Anthony Joshua needs to learn how to do because he gives it very clear to his opponent that he's hurt. And it's like, bro, what are you doing? Like you're giving your opponent like more you're giving him a second win almost. Like I know that sounds crazy to say, and if you're kind of not from that world, you're not gonna know what I'm talking about. But it's just it's just like, bro, like that kind of shit, you're you you can yeah, I don't know. Like, I know they say the most dangerous fighter is a hurt fighter. I just don't think that shit applies with Anthony Joshua. Like, I think he's got like some really bad anxiety issues. And not knocking on the dude. Of course, you those of you who listen to the podcast, you guys know that we're a big, big, big advocate for men's mental health. But you know, you gotta have your P's and Q's dotted down when you're in the fucking squared circle. I mean, you really do. You can't have that kind of shit when you're in the ring and you get hurt. And all of a sudden, you're giving your opponent the wrong idea. And Anthony Joshua tends to do that shit quite a bit. I mean, he really does give his opponent, you know, the wrong look. And it gives him like a second win. So, I don't know. I really do think that uh, Anthony Joshua will knock out Robert Hellenius tomorrow. That remains to be seen. But interestingly enough, it's uh, it's something that that's interesting. And honestly... Because of Anthony Joshua's past, some people would say, well, let's see what happens. Because sometimes he he manages to make easy fights very difficult. I mean, he really does. Um, 
and I'm not saying like easy fights because in heavyweights there's sometimes not easy fights because everybody has a pop in their in their shots. But it's just like I keep saying, man. I don't want to keep repeating myself, but Anthony Joshua just has something where he just kind of freaks out. And like I said, he just doesn't wear damage well, and he doesn't react to damage very well. I don't know. It's it's interesting because I don't know. Like here here's here's a good example. Like when he fought Jermaine Franklin, okay. Jermaine Franklin was twenty one and one, okay, but you know he wasn't like a fantastic, um, he wasn't like a fantastic fucking well known boxer, you know he really wasn't, and it was interesting because when he fought him, dude, he was like fucking, he he let Jermaine Franklin get into that fight, like that fight should have been fucking easy for anthony joshua and he just he just let that dude get in and he fucking he was reacting to the fucking leads that he would throw and he kind of like diminished a couple rounds like his fucking corner was even telling him like dude you need to wake up like you need to fuck you're letting this man get in the fight and i don't understand why he does that but we'll see what happens tomorrow but anyways little thing i wanted to talk to you guys about um in regards to cancel culture we're getting to that shit me and my wife were sick and you know we were on amazon prime trying to check out some of the movies and she rented this movie called nefarious i don't know if you guys have ever seen it but it's an interesting movie and uh, one of the homies at fucking food for less uh, one time told me um he was like hey bro you ever seen this movie like check it out you know look at it and i had seen some videos too of them talking about it but i just never i never really it came out like a month or so, a month and a half ago or so, but it was interesting because, so it's about a demon or some shit and he's like possessing this prisoner and, you know, he wants to tell his story around the world and he gets this psychiatrist who's going to be telling a story or some shit and blah, 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 blah. It's fucking, it, it's an interesting movie. But then as I do more research, cause every time I watch a movie, I like kind of looking to see what people say about it. Like as far as reviews go, right? nothing political but then i go online and i see that they politicize the fuck out of the movie where even rotten tomatoes who happens to be one of the most fucking ridiculous reviewing sites i'm starting to learn because they don't give movies the reviews that they deserve right let's give you a good example like the closer the closer for dave Chappelle, um his stand-up special called the closer i think it got like less than 20% or some shit, but the audience score was like 99%. So it's, it's, it's fucking interesting. Like that's the kind of reviewing agency or company or whatever you want to say that they are like, that's the kind of shit that, that they do. So it was really odd. Like they got that shit and it's about a movie, right? It's about a demon or some shit. And he's with the psychiatrist dude. And it's funny because they bring up, um, the, like the demons telling them some shit about how there's a bunch of slaves here in the United in the world, like about 41 million of them and half of them happen to be sex slaves. And they didn't even have to try to do that. Like humans just did that on their own. Like basically telling them you guys are fucking evil, dude. It's a horror movie. Like a horror movie's job is to make you uncomfortable as fuck. If you manage to make the watcher uncomfortable, you're doing something right. It's a scary movie. He also said some shit about um God, what do he say? He thought he brought up like the demon Moloch or some shit and how they used to tur- how they used to throw babies 
how they used to throw babies into the into the fire and watch them burn and blah 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 and they did, and they would get a lot of pleasure out of that because you know they were destroying God's creation and that's their job and to 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 make him suffer and he connects that with abortions and people lose their fucking minds online saying that oh this movie's so right wing they're trying to push a right wing agenda that why it's a fucking scary movie dude like it's literally a scary movie talking about you know whatever it's 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 a demon bro like like okay like why is this scary movie have to be right wing now why why and it just so happened that the psychiatrist was a dude whose wife or girlfriend or whatever the fuck it was had just gotten an abortion so it played into it and then he explained what the fuck is in the Bible. So it's like, bro, like whatever, like that's, it's supposed to be chilling. It's supposed to be jarring. It's supposed to be scary. Like, and then you go online and shit. They say, Oh yeah, it's the right wing it's a right wing movie, pushing ideologies of that abortion is bad. And it's like, no dude, it's a fucking scary movie, bro. Like it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. Premise of the conversation is nefarious did not get the score that it deserved. Um, it's, it's not like incredibly scary. There's not a lot of, um, it's a psychological thriller for sure. More than a horror in my opinion. But I mean, the dude who played the, the prisoner slash demon, my goodness, dude, he kept you grip. It's like, I compare it a lot to like, to Venom. So the movie Venom wasn't that good, but in my opinion, I'm a huge Venom fan. Anybody who knows me um, uh, knows that that I love Venom, and that movie kind of failed in my opinion, but uh, Tom Hardy was such a good actor in that that he kept you gripped onto it. He did an absolute great job keeping you gripped to it, and so Nefarious, that movie got 35%, 35%, and honestly, Sean Patrick Flannery was the guy who played the prisoner. Uh, he was fucking amazing, dude. He is such a good actor, bro. Like, like the way he just, I don't know the way he would switch from prisoner to demon was fucking crazy. And he's just, I don't know. You just need to watch it, bro. Like his, like his lips and his movements and shit. Like he just did a fucking fantastic job. And that guy's a good actor, dude. Like he just did an absolute great job. You need to watch that shit. Anyways, that percentage that it got does absolutely not match like the movie. If a movie doesn't have a lot of action and it can keep you gripped to a scene where basically there's a bunch of interrogation, that should tell you how strong the acting is, honestly. But that's a good movie. Um, we, we saw the Meg 2 <laughs> like a couple weeks ago in the movies. It was so fucking funny, bro. Like, I don't know. It, it was cool. It was a cool. I don't know. Jason Statham just, I don't know. He's interesting. He He's like a cross between fucking Tom Cruise and fucking Jet Li. I don't even know. He just, he bugs me sometimes. But I don't know. He's just too intense. But it was funny, I guess. It, it was all right. I mean, the premise of the movie is the same. It's a big ass fucking shark. Um, they added more of a storyline to it, which was cool. But, I mean, sometimes the fucking animations are just fucking funny. Um, They added a a spoiler alert. 
They added a squid too, like a big ass octopus and shit. When eventually it fights. Spoiler alert! Again, just so you're aware, it fights like the mag and shit. So that part was pretty cool. Um, it it was pretty dope, but I don't know. Those aren't my cup of tea, but it was a pretty alright movie. It wasn't too bad, but um, I still haven't seen fucking Oppenheimer, man. Like that is a movie I really want to watch. Um. Damn it. I don't know. I'll just probably wait till it comes out. I know it's set to drop in October. I'll just probably wait till till it comes out to stream it or probably watch it on Amazon Prime and rent it or some shit. But anybody anybody who's seen those movies or what do they think, drop a comment down below. Hit that like, share, and subscribe button because that shit's what's going to help us, dude. Without that, these podcasts ain't going to move, you know, but it's interesting how much, you know, uh, I got so acquainted with Alonzo. I, I I knew that was going to happen. I mean, we've known each other for years. You know, he's my family. He's my cousin. I grew up with him. I wore his clothes. We He ate at my house. You know, we, we have a great relationship. So it's interesting to see how different it is now to do solo podcasts, you know. And I apologize sometimes when I have to do these because I tend to trail off because of my ADD. And I can't keep a conversation in one tangent. I have to spread into many different tangents. But anyways, those are the kinds of things that that I was kind of like wanted to talk about. Mostly the fighting, but give you some movie reviews of something to watch on the weekend. Um, Maybe not tomorrow because there's so much shit going on. Um, And then that's pretty much it, guys. Just get back here. Check up. Um, I am working on the stories. Like I said, I got three already. I have one in the chamber ready to go and two in the magazine. Um, But uh, yeah, you guys should should um drop a comment but also below like if you guys have experienced any paranormal shit um let me know what kind of subjects you guys would like us to talk about if any that would be cool too so me and azo because me and azo as you guys have heard of the past if you guys have listened we're not afraid to talk about anything we might we might reserve some shit to not offend some people but we're definitely willing to talk about shit and you know sometimes if you catch us on a bad day we might not give a fucking go into t- uncharted territory, which is not uncommon for us both. So go ahead, guys. Drop a comment. Dro- drop a comment in the in the comment section below. Let us know if there's anything that you guys would like for t- for us to talk about. And also let me know if you guys have seen Nefarious, Meg Two, Oppenheimer, Sound of Freedom, those new movies. What's your favorite movie, and what movies are you excited for to come out? This is the Bro Sapiens Podcast. Peace.